What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Caroline. And I'm Ellie. And we are here to talk about some spooky shit. In quarantine, what could be spookier than a pandemic? What could be more terrifying than a pandemic? Not much. Not much. I I feel like we've reached... And speaking of like the spookiest things in the pandemic i'm pretty sure it wasn't real but yesterday i made the like the grave mistake of reading the news and there was just like this picture of a coyote just roaming the streets in chicago did you see that yes i did is someone just like trying to reproduce i am legend or like was that just the fact is though that like coyotes are pretty normal even downtown like i I just i'm I can't get myself too worked up about that coyote. (laughs) I was like, see, like I was very worked up about the coyote. I've seen coyotes like in Lincoln Park. I've seen them. I've seen them all over the place. There was like a coyote. Caroline, Caroline. this was a very pandemic-y coyote. (laughs) I know. I saw the picture. (laughs) And it was very, very scary. A p- very pandemic-y coyote. Well, anyway, um, yeah, so we're here. We're shuttered up in our own homes. Um, haven't left in over a month at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, we've reached I guess it's been like four. 25 days for me, so. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. It's been a long time. I, I can't, like, I can't remember the last time that I went outside without being just terrified. (laughs) I know. I feel like we're going to do our best to bring you guys some content that's scary that doesn't have to do with the pandemic because we would like to spike your anxiety in a different way. Yeah. I'm honestly so sick of all the podcasts that I listen to releasing like COVID shit. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, no, I subscribe Mm-mm. to a creepy podcast so that I can hear about ghosts, not actual things that are creepy. Like, I know I don't. <laughs> I know I've been listening to this new podcast. That's um, I don't want to. I'll name it now, but we can cut it out. But I've been listening to Ashley Flowers new podcast, mm. Supernatural. Yeah. And she, she like actually credits who writes her stuff and actually credits the sources this time, which I'm like, oh, good girl. Wow. You impressive um, for Ashley Flowers. <laughs> impressive for Ashley Flowers. But I was like so stoked about it. But honestly, not that great. Yeah. I mean, also- I listened to that red ball that she did too. And it was just like police propaganda. Oh god! It was like the police are doing such a good job, and it's like, are they? Because this cold case still hasn't been solved. It doesn't seem like they're doing a great job. <laughs> I I know. I like I've gone back to like listening to things about murder so that I could be anxious about getting murdered once the quarantine ends. Yeah, and then at least I'm anxious about something that's not the virus that's going to come and kill me. Yeah, you know? as as you should be. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyway, that's enough. Anyway, um, yeah, do you have a leading question for us today? I do have a leading question. It goes along with our topic today, which I like when our topic 
sometimes our leading questions have nothing to do with our topic. A lot of times, I feel like it's it's just chaos, pure chaos. And I feel like when it's me and you recording the episode, (laughs) everything everything goes off the rails really quickly because neither of us know how to reel it in. We're just like sledding down a hill, like (laughs) without any brakes. Just here we are. (laughs) Oh God! On one of those like saucer sleds. Okay. Um, my leading question for you is, did you, when you were growing up, did you have any, like, creepy toys? Did you feel like, was there anything that, like, kind of skeeved you out that you had as a kid? My dad gave me a bunch of his old toys. So I had all these old, um, like, Hot Wheels toys, which were cool and not really that creepy. Although they were, like, 60s shaped cars, so they kind of Mm. had that vibe. But, yeah. like, he also gave me all my aunt's old Barbie dolls, which were, like, 60s Barbie dolls. So they were, like, super vintage looking Ooh. and also just, like, in bad shape. Like, matted hair. Like, Ooh. she had, like, done weird shit to them when she was younger. So, like... Like, burned them with a lighter. Yeah. Basically, by the time I got them... And they were all had, like, handmade clothes, too, which was cool, But, like, it was, like, an extra level of creepy where, like, because I, like, intermingled them in my actual, with my modern Barbies. And, like, the the 60s Barbies were always, like. Were they they judging each other? Well, the 60s Barbies were always evil. Like, they were always the witches. They were always, like, the murderers. They were always, like, the ghouls that were coming out. Or, like, my, like, because I played witches as Barbies a lot, like, with good witches like my modern barbies would be witches too but they'd be like good witches and then like they would like conjure evil spirits that would be like these terrifying like 60s barbies that like had no hair and were just like so that sounds horrifying very horrifying but pretty cute i mean those those barbies probably would have been worth a lot if they hadn't been in such awful condition that's true. Yeah. What about you? Um, so I've talked about this on like very, very first episodes of the podcast. Um, I, to this day, had grew up with a haunted doll. It was horrifying. Her name was Trudy. Um, those of you who've been listening for a while, you know all about her, but basically the very shortened version of it is, is unfortunately I was one of those children who grew up where my mother decorated my room with nothing but porcelain dolls. So my mother's porcelain doll collection was in my room. No, no. I will never forget it. I remember it was like, I had pink bow wallpaper all over my room. And these porcelain dolls everywhere and everything was white. And I remember growing up and being like, I cannot fucking wait (laughs) till the day (laughs) that I can change this. And then, of course, I turned like 13 and was like, Mom, I'm painting my walls black and red and I'm going to write Alkaline Trio. And she was like, over my dead body. And then my dad helped me do it. It was great. Um, (laughs) Quality parenting right there. What happened to the dolls? So... Ultimately, I was like, these dolls have to fucking go, mom. And she was like, yeah, no, I know you're right. And she was like, I just wanted to like enjoy them in your room when you were a little girl. And I was like, mm, it didn't last very long, mom. Um, you're like, I'm glad you enjoyed them because I actively did not enjoy that. I wouldn't, 
I would sleep facing the wall because they'd watch me sleep. I was so terrified that I like couldn't. Yeah. And on top of it, I had night terrors. It was, it was, it was a, a situation. So the one doll, the thing about her was she had ballet slippers on. And the ballet slipper would fall off all the time. Just one of them. And I would find it, like, Mm-mm. in random places in my room, like, in a drawer. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And so... No. Wait, like, how would it get there? Like, why... So, basically... I hate, I hate and this. I would tell my parents, and my parents... I know, it was horrible. I would tell my parents, and my parents were like, it's probably your brother, like, whatever, whatever, don't worry about it. And then I would find her, like, I found her slipper in, like, the bathroom downstairs. Like, stuff like that. And my brother swears up and down. To this day, we are both in our 30s. He swears up and down that yeah. he never did that to me. So part of me feels like it was my dad. But I remember once, and I remember once so vividly, I got in trouble for something. I was probably being a piece of shit. And my dad was like, you need to go to your room. And I was like, ugh. And to me, like, why was that the worst punishment ever when I was a kid? It was. Like, why would that be a bad punishment? But it was. I was, like, so upset that I had to, like, go to my room. So I'd have to go to my room. And I'll never forget. I remember being in my room. And I was, like, standing there. I was so pissed at my dad. And then I swear to God, this fucker's eyes moved. And I screamed bloody murder. And my dad came running up the stairs because he thought something was wrong. And I just told him. And he was like, I believe you. But, like, you still need to stay in your room. And I was so fucking pissed. I was like, if you believed me, you wouldn't make me stay in this hellhole. So anyway, um, Trudy still exists. She's in my parents' garage. And like I said, if you listen to the the episode where um, my mom called and was like, we found her shoe in the house again. It was just totally fucked up. And that happened just a couple of years ago. So... Trudy lives on. The porcelain part just made me remember that I did used to have like a weird haunted mask in my room. But like, you remember those like weird per- like porcelain masks? Yes, that- I had a couple of them. Why did we yeah. like, what the fuck Why, is wrong like, with I don't 90s know what, kids, what it was about the 90s and porcelain masks that like little girls would just have up on their walls. But I. Yeah, we did. You're right. They were like tribal. <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, so like. My with ribbons. Used to they have... were like glittery, like they had like glitter on them, like yep. ribbons. Yep. Yep. And like my neighbor used to have yard sales all the time. And so like me and my best friend went this yard sale and like we had this thing where like my favorite color was purple and hers was green. So we had matching everything in purple and green. Mm-hmm. Like I would always wear purple. She would always wear green. Like my mom sewed us <laughs> nightgowns. Like it was the whole thing. We thought oh, we were identical twins, even though we looked nothing alike. Like, <laughs> of course you were because you watched The Parent Trap. Yeah, because we wa- we were obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley, all that jazz. Yeah, absolutely. So we went to this yard sale and there was like these two porcelain masks there and one was purple, like had purple accents and one had green accents. So I was like, oh my God, perfect. Oh, so we have to get we- these. Yeah, and they were like 50 cents each or something, which is like, you know, a lot of money when you're like 10. That's but true. We... <laughs> We got, we each got those masks, and then like I started having these weird dreams. Yeah, that's because like, a your mask was haunted. Days after, where like the mask was chasing me, and I couldn't, and it was one of those like I was just frozen in place, and I couldn't, I couldn't get away from it, and then it would like oh come God. and it would fly over, and it was like 
It happened all the time, and it was very traumatic. That's so scary for a kid. Yeah. And so (laughs) I mentioned this to Ellie, my friend, and she was like, I've been having literally the same dream with with her mask. And so we were like, well, we can't. What do we do? Because we were like, we obviously can't take them down. Like, we can't, like, mess with them in any way. And that's when the two of you decided to throw them into a fire. No. We just left them on our walls until we were both, like, 13. (laughs) And that's why you are the way you are. (laughs) Essentially. So, yeah, that's, that's that. But I guess that kind of ties into what we're talking about today, which is conduits. Uh, conduits, dude. Fucking conduits, bro. Fucking conduits. So basically, a conduit can be a bunch of different things, but essentially what we're talking about here is some sort of thing that holds an evil spirit. So it could be a piece of furniture, could be a doll, could be, um... A mask. A, a piece of cabbage. We, you know, it doesn't, we don't know. I don't know yeah. why cabbage was the first thing I would come to my head. I would love for there to be a horror movie about a haunted piece of cabbage. Not even just like a whole head of cabbage, <laughs> but just like a limp, soft piece of cabbage. Like didn't make it into the kimchi. <laughs> it's just, I hate the word limp. <laughs> just a limp leaf. Okay, anyway, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Mine's yeah, pretty short. Yeah, I'll start. So what I'm going to talk about today is something that has haunted me f- since I was probably like 11 and watching the Travel Channel up in my friend Alex's attic. And this, like a, a special, I feel like the Travel Channel has always actually just been the ghost channel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it kind of still is. It, no, it absolutely still is. Like I was in uh, Florida for like basically all of February and like staying at various hotels. And I only ever watch a Travel Channel when I'm at hotels because it's all ghost content. It's either like unexplained channel. mysteries or like ghost adventures or, you know, there's a million horrible ghost themed shows on the travel channel and nothing else like there's nothing really related to travel unless there are ghosts involved right there's oh it's so good uh yeah so i mean i'm a huge fan of the travel channel have been since i'd say this exact moment i can pinpoint it so there was it was a i think it was a thing just about key west in general in florida it's about robert the doll who is a very famous, very creepy looking doll. Like looking at pictures of him, I think the reason it's stuck with me for so long is because of how fucking creepy he looks. Just Let me look it up again. I can't remember. I'm like, I'm picturing the original uh, Annabelle, like the original Raggedy Ann. So let me mm, look it's, up Robert It's the more doll. like the fictionalized Annabelle, to be honest. Oh, like, Robert the, way, the doll. Yep. Yeah. The way he yeah, looks I know. is just horrifying. So... It is. He kind of looks kind of like he looks a little ape like. Yeah, he does look. He looks like a small monkey. And because he's so old and he's just been like weathered throughout the years. Something something about looking at him, though, is very unsettling. It extremely unsettling. And I remember watching it and just being so scared that I couldn't sleep for like the next week. And I would have like dreams about the doll and 
I was like, because oh. uh, like one of the, uh, we'll get to it, but one of like the myth things about him is that he doesn't like being photographed or filmed. So I was like, by watching this, I'm complicit and therefore he's going to come after me because I've oh seen God. him on camera. So this is from a site called uh, ghostsandgraveyards.com. Ooh, love that. The story of Robert the Doll, uh, it dates back to the early 1900s. So a little boy named Eugene Robert Otto was given a one-of-a-kind handmade doll by a servant who worked for his parents in his home. So Eugene, um, everybody called him Gene, and he decided to name the doll Robert and quickly became attached to his new friend. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. So the home where Eugene lived is now called the Artist's House. Um, it's in Key West in Florida, um, mm-hmm. And it was here that Eugene was given Robert the Doll and were a friendship that lasted throughout his lifetime, dot, 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 and beyond, was forged. Um, I don't love that. So he, he seemed like this ordinary cloth doll. He's dressed in a little sailor outfit. I'm sure when he was first given to him, he looked more like a human and less like a tiny little haunted monkey. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the first hint that something was out of the ordinary... Um, was one night when Gene was 10, he awoke to find Robert the doll sitting at the end of his bed, staring at him. So, oh, you know, okay. normal doll activity. Like, here's again. <laughs> burn it. That's when you burn it. That's when you burn yeah, it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't understand how, like, you can grow attached to a doll that does that to you. It doesn't really compute to me. Like, the moment my doll starts like climbing around and looking at me is the moment I'm like here here the fuck out of here like I was literally petrified of Trudy I was so scared of her that I made my mom put her in the garage right I mean that that's the normal correct thing to do but little (laughs) Eugene did not have those survival instincts as we will see uh so he did scream for his mother um, and so moments later, his mom woke up and like heard sounds of furniture being overturned in the bedroom. He was screaming for help. She ran in to rescue him. And when she was finally able to wrench open the door, because it was, of course, locked by this fucking doll, oh my she God. sees poor Gene curled up in fear on his bed. And his room is like in shambles. And Robert the doll is just sitting at the foot of the bed, like totally chill. Ugh. Um, the only words that Gene could get out at this moment were it was Robert. So he like was so shook up about it, everything that he he was just like it was Robert, it was Robert. I'm sorry. Um, then the second my child says that an inanimate object, especially a fucking doll, destroyed a room or did anything, number one, burn the doll. Number two, burn the doll. immediately take that child to see a therapist. I don't think that the the mental health options for young children were really very robust in Key West. Right, like they didn't have the BetterHelp app. Yeah, unfortunately, there was no there was no BetterHelp app, and like specifically, no BetterHelp app designed for doll haunting. And that goes into our sponsor of today's episode, BetterHelp. <laughs> Do you have a haunted doll that you need help with? <laughs> uh, Don't wait around for your therapist. Text one right now. <laughs> Hashtag Robert did it to save 20% off. So anyway, weird and inexplainable experiences just continued throughout Jean's childhood. They'd, his parents would often hear him upstairs talking to the doll and then getting a response back in a totally different voice. No. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they reported seeing the doll speak and witnessing his expression change. Again, if you if you are a parent of a child and you are watching him talk to a doll and its fucking expression change, it is time for that doll to go in the trash. I don't care how attached to the doll your child has. No, you 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 light it on no. Okay, first of all, since this happened so long ago, I, get, I bet you the parents were like 21. And they were like, what do we sure, do? You're right. True, true, true. They were probably wasted. <laughs> they were on opium. You know, like, what else was there to do their life- in the 1830s? <laughs> their, life ex- their life expectancy was like 40. They were like, fuck it. I like how I was saying it's the 1830s. It's the early 1900s. Totally different. Again, maybe they were on opium. Maybe they were on cocaine in their Coca-Cola. So they didn't think it was weird when they would see their fucking son's doll's expression change or hear giggling and sightings of Robert running up and down the steps and staring out the window upstairs. Other things that the parents saw. Again, I don't know what kind of parenting, you know, apps there were back then, but maybe. Okay. Okay, so at this point, I'm going to say they deserve what they get. Yeah. Am I, yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. So um, Robert continued to live with Jean throughout his lifetime. And after Jean's parents died, good riddance, uh, he moved back into their home with his new wife, Anne. This article doesn't go into it, but basically it talks about how like Anne... And Jean had this, like, very bohemian, beautiful love story. They were, like, super close and everything was great until they move back into into Jean's parents' house where mm-hmm. Robert mm-hmm. was. Um, where Anne realized that her husband was a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Anne is like, oh. So Jean, once he moves back into the house, sees Robert again He's like, ooh, this doll needs a room of his own. So he creates a room upstairs for him that had a window open overlooking the street. Um, Knock it off, Jean. Anne is, like, not pleased by this at all, as you wouldn't be if you, you know, (laughs) discovered your new husband was obsessed with his childhood doll. Not really something that you're looking for in a man, but... um, so she feels uneasy, and even though she can't put her finger on it, she wants Jean to lock the, up the doll in the attic where he couldn't do any harm. Um, Jean conceded, and Robert was not happy, apparently. So he puts Robert in the attic, and soon oh, visitors shit. to the home would hear footsteps in the attic. They'd hear the sounds of someone pacing back and forth and devilish giggling. No, <laughs> absolutely not. You know what? Listen, the only kind of doll that I want my husband having is a sex doll, and that's pushing it. Yeah, I mean, like, do you need a sex? I mean, sure. You know what? I'm not going to kink shame. My husband wants to buy a sex doll. Like, he's more, he's within his rights to do that. That's totally Dude, fine. S- I don't want him <laughs> to, like, display this? it in the living room or give her her own room, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those people that are, like, in love with those realistic-looking yes. sex yes, dolls? Yes, I have. Okay. There's a really great documentary about that that's just, like, sex dolls had a great moment, like, in, like, 2011 with, like, remember that Ryan Gosling movie, like, Lars and the Real Girl or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that documentary came out around then, too, being, like, it's not just Ryan Gosling. It's actually people who are way less hot than him who who need these. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just like that's the only thing I can imagine that Jean needed this doll for was like what other reason yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised be Robert so does seem to, to be doll. have some sort of psychosexual hold on him I mean I don't want to speculate about <laughs> what his relationship with this doll but it wasn't again we're not here to kink shame so yeah anyway they throw this doll in the attic um neighborhood children report seeing him watching them from the window upstairs and told the counsel the doll actively mocking them as they walked to school which is rude i don't um when gene heard this he immediately went to investigate knowing that he had locked robert in the attic and there was no way he could be sitting by the window of the upstairs bedroom but to his complete shock when he opened the door to the bedroom, there was Robert sitting in the rocking chair by the window. So Gene, oh, fucking lutely not. Like, how did he? Oh god, this doll doesn't understand boundaries. Absolutely not. <laughs> Burn the whole house. So Gene locked Robert back up in the attic several times, but every time he would discover him again sitting by the window in his upstairs bedroom. So mm-hmm. this continued basically until Gene Otto died. Um, this oh he died yeah well you know this was the early 1900s so no matter what he was gonna die (laughs) before now if he'd still been alive i would say the haunted doll might have done good stuff for him like i don't know that's true um so in 1974 um a new owner moved into the house on eaton street and their 10 year old daughter was delighted to find robert the doll in the attic (gasps) but her delight soon ended when she claimed robert was alive and that he wanted to hurt her she said she would awake in the middle of the night screaming in fear and told her parents that robert had moved around in the room so basically the same pattern is repeating over again yeah so obviously her parents it being the 70s and everything were a lot a little bit quicker to the get up they were not on as much cocaine not on as much i mean probably i mean Maybe, maybe on just as much cocaine, but a lot less opium. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so they gave the doll away to the East Martello Fort um, Museum in Key West. So hmm. um, one thing that, again, that I like that really freaked me out when I watched this documentary initially was that it's really apparently really hard to take pictures of him like he like cameras malfunction all the time when you're because he's now in this museum behind a pane of glass and every time people try to take pictures of him like not every time obviously because lots of pictures of him exist so i mean take this with a large grain of salt (laughs) the biggest the biggest maybe like just like a salt lick but apparently a lot it's difficult to take pictures of him like your camera will malfunction it'll be blurry or it the flash like won't work like something yeah um so robert the doll continues to taunt and scare those who come to view him especially guests in the museum who attempt to take photos um many have reported their cameras becoming inoperable when they try to take a picture of robert only to begin working again like normal when they leave the museum so mm. yeah I, once all this is over and I can go back to Florida, I think the first stop that I'm going to make, work-related trip or not, is going to be to go see Robert the Doll and just see what's up with him. He's he's a creepy, creepy dude. I'm not not a fan. That's, so he like, I guess he, he never really actually hurt anyone though, right? I don't think he ever like pushed anyone down. He's not like Chucky, like he. Yeah. But definitely, like that. That story didn't go as 
in depth on uh, Gene's relationship with to him, but I'm pretty sure he like ended up going crazy, and I think his wife left him, and ba- basically Aww. like his life like very much went downhill after he moved back this in with this doll, hard. and it kind of became an obsession to the point where like he didn't have any other life other than just to serve the needs of Robert. And I just <laughs> that's a collar pull. <sighs> I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't... At least this second fucking family did the right thing. I mean, yeah. At least at least your doll let you off the hook, you know? At least you're not still living with a, a porcelain doll that you have to appease. I just... You look at me and I just... You're like... Lift her up. <laughs> Here's Trudy. <laughs> uh, I'm like, quarantine's been pretty crazy. Stuff's been real wild. <laughs> Hey, Trish. Oh man, Robert. What was her name? Trish. <laughs> Trudy. Trudy. What do you think, Trish? And that's why she's mad because you don't even know her name. I don't even know her name. Oh man. <clears throat> All right. Well, Robert the Doll, man. There's a Robert the Doll movie. Like someone made a what? really crappy Robert the Doll movie. I gotta watch that. 2015. It got. Three out of ten on IMDb. I don't even think. Oh my god! Can you see this? Oh my god! That's not even what he looks like. He doesn't even have hair. They're just trying to pull, like, rip off Chucky. Wait, there's a bunch of them. There's Robert Three, The Toy Maker, Robert Reborn, Revenge of Robert the Doll, Curse of Robert the Doll. It's all the same stuff. Wow. This is unbelievable, and it's from the UK, so you know it's going to be really good. Extremely good. I hope Florence oh Pooh, Pug, Pug, Pugh, Pooh, Florence Pooh is in it. Florence Pugh is literally the love of my life. Ugh. Okay. All right, so I am going to be reading an article from a website called cultofweird.com. And I was kind of going through because I've heard of, like, haunted furniture and stuff. In fact, like, uh, haunted furniture existed in my family. Um, And I'll tell a little bit about that after I um, tell you about what I'm covering today. So I'm going to read to you an article entitled, Haunted Bunk Bed in Wisconsin Torments Family. (laughs) Haunted bunk bed. Love this. So there's like a bunch of really cool stuff that's haunted. The other one that I thought was really interesting, which I won't talk about in this episode, but if you want to research a really good one, like a conduit or whatever we're calling it, uh, there's a painting of a crying boy that's really interesting. And it was blamed for a bunch of like fires that were set in the 80s. Yeah. So if you just Google, if you just Google painting of a crying boy, um, it'll come up. But the artist's name, I don't even remember. This is, is this new. related to the bunk bed or is it just something else? No, this else is just weird. another one that was really good. So if you're interested in this topic, I would research that. But on out to the bunk beds. So they're, the family in Wisconsin, their last name is Horicon, which I think is kind of funny because there's something called Horicon now. So... Um, they were called the Horicon family. They were in, they lived in Wisconsin, and this says they experienced nine months of torment after purchasing a secondhand bunk bed that unleashed an evil entity into their home. Now, now, now. And we'll put pictures of Robert the doll and this thing, but this bunk bed looks like really like unassuming. It's just yeah. wood 
and it looks like someone made it like in a couple of days it's like really nothing special about it but the fun thing is this haunted bunk bed again if you want to do some more deep diving it was uh featured on an episode of unsolved mysteries in 1988 hey probably playing on the travel channel right now somewhere (laughs) in a hotel room in florida you know it is absolutely um (laughs) so here we go so in 1987 um a family oh wait you guys (laughs) I take back everything that I said. The town was called Horicon, not the family. (laughs) (laughs) The family were the Tallmans. The town was Horicon. Okay? Okay. I'm trying. You're doing a really good job. I really am not. (laughs) You're thriving in quarantine. (laughs) Okay. So, the town was called Horicon, Wisconsin, just to clear that up. So. Great. Alan and Debbie Tallman, these are the people, they bought a bunk bed from a secondhand shop um, and they moved it into their home. And as soon as they moved into their home the same night, crazy shit started happening. So they thrifted it and then shit started going rogue. So the classic things that happened were the radio would switch stations on its own. Um, Like the TV would turn on, like kind of poltergeisty things. Yeah, very classic ghosty weird shit. Yes. And then the very scary part is, so the kids started seeing stuff. So the first night they were sleeping in their bunk bed, they saw what they described as an ugly old woman who had long black hair and she glowed like fire is what the kids said. So they might have had like a sleep paralysis demon. Yeah, that does sound um, somewhat like a sleep paralysis demon. It does. It's not great. Um, And so other things like the doors of the bedroom, like the parents reported hearing the kids' bedroom door slam shut, like open and close, and the kids were like freaking the fuck out in their bed. Um, The chair, like the rocking chair in their room would rock by itself. Um, Why do people even keep rocking chairs in children's rooms? Like it seems cruel. No, it's... (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much. And, like, the only place that a rocking chair belongs is at the Cracker Barrel outside while you wait for your table. That is it. (laughs) Otherwise, I don't want to see a fucking rocking chair ever. No one needs that in their home. No one needs a rocking chair. There's, like, it's not comfortable. No. Like, I guess if you, I mean, okay, if you have a baby. Yeah, but the the modern rocking chairs are, like, padded. They're, like, they're, like, arm chairs now. No one Not just, like, yeah. No, we don't need that anymore. It's 2020. No. Um, and they also were hearing what they described as disembodied voices calling out from empty rooms. Um, so after this happened for about a week, they were like, fuck this shit. You know, we've seen poltergeist. I'm not, we're not taking this lightly. So they decided to do what all people in the 80s, I would assume, do is bring in their pastor. Uh, so they brought their pastor in and the pastor was like, yep, this is definitely evil. Um, feeling some sort of demon devil presence. I'm going to bless this home for you. So he does like a cleansing of the house, blesses the house, you know, the usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it slowed, the activity slowed, but then it came right back. So the activity continued. Um, and basically one of their sons was like, so scared that he refused to stay in the house like this little boy was like i'm not fucking going in that house anymore um 
so it's it's on record that Alan, the dad, walked into the house and would like scream at the top of his lungs to like pick on me, leave my kids alone, like it was oh my like God. I how know. horrible. Like poltergeist I, shit is so upsetting because it's like you can't if it's especially if it's centered around like one specific kid. It's like it would just be so upsetting as a parent to watch that and right. be like, "There's nothing I can do." And like, like bullying praying. is bad enough. Like supernatural bullying on top of it, like. Pfft. Oh my god! This is why having like, children is a supernatural, bad idea. like online bullying would be the worst. <laughs> What's worse, poltergeists or online bullies? You decide. <laughs> Change my mind. Okay. <laughs> go after that, uh, Melania Trump. <laughs> be best. Why don't you go tell poltergeists to be best? <laughs> be best. Um. So, after he went in the house. Like, one of the days that he was, like, screaming to pick on me, leave my kids alone, in the days following that, whatever, whatever's in the, was in the bunk bed got pissed off and said, apparently said, okay, like, I'll fuck with you. So then it started fucking with the dad. And Alan, he reported hearing a voice coming from the garage that says, come here. Oh. So he went to investigate and he saw... Uh, so basically I'm trying to describe this in a way that it would make sense he so he went into the garage and there were you know like on some garages there's windows like on the door Mm -hmm. he said through that he saw eyes staring back at him and yeah so fuck like that like ugh, that gives me the chills like that kind of stuff like gives me the fucking chills because I don't know. I for whatever reason, I believe I believe this. Like a lot of the shit we talk about, I'm like, yeah, that's dumb. But like for whatever reason, I just feel like a haunted bed bug. Or sorry, wow, <laughs> bed bugs on the brain. A haunted <laughs> bunk bed. <laughs> haunted bed bugs. A haunted bed. Can you imagine? Even that's more terrifying than, right than the original. <laughs> I feel like a haunted bunk bed is so weird. Like it's too weird to make up. It's not some. It's like. A haunted doll is pretty like run of the mill. At it's this on point. the nose. Like everyone, everyone's heard of a haunted doll. But like, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna come in with like a fake haunting story and it originates at a bunk bed, like I believe you because that's too fucking weird. Like you, why would you make that up? Yeah, I know. It's so. I will say like as the story goes on and the things that they're saying are happening seem to be a little bit less believable. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but basically what happened is he said, um, he, the kids, they decided to obviously sleep together that night. So he was sleeping in the bed with his boys and, um, Alan claims that he witnessed fog, like fog on the floor. And, um, then he claimed that it turned into flames and that the vo- a voice emanated from of it, from the flame saying you're dead. So, to me, that seems like a nightmare. hmm Like, that's got to be, like, a nightmare or a night terror. But, and especially if you're fucking feel like you're being terrorized by something. Oh, God, that scared the shit out of me. My upstairs neighbors just walked in the floor, creaked, and it sounded like a <laughs> growl. Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> and I'm so scared talking about this fucking bunk bed. My blood pressure. I, did you see me? I was like, <gasps> that was not good. Okay, anyway. So, sorry. Um... A few days later, after all of this happened, so things calmed down a little bit, and then a few days later, um, a relative of the family came to spend the night in the house to help Debbie 
um, because Alan had to work late a few nights and he didn't want to leave the family alone, blah, blah, blah. So a relative came and she said that she became a bully. Like, so the family told her all about this and she was like, you guys are being ridiculous, but I'll come and help you, whatever, whatever. And she said she saw the same stuff. So she slept in the bedroom and she said that she saw like a horrible figure, like in the corner of the room, like similar to the one that the boys had seen and the similar to the one that the dad had seen. Um, so after that happened, basically they were like, fuck this. We can't stay here anymore. And, uh, within like a day, they just said, fuck it. And they, they fled. They went and stayed with someone else. They left the house. Um, they finally, they finally did the right thing. So, um, (laughs) but they left the house. And what was interesting is rumors began to spread and then people and the media started fucking surrounding this house they were like we are very excited that there is a poltergeist and we gotta come like thank god finally finally something for us to do in this tiny town (laughs) um so one notable visitor was a very drunk a very drunk basically just a really drunk guy with a bible and he was he was like hell bent on performing an exorcism of the house. Um, so he like tried to get in the house, but he was arrested for drunk driving. <laughs> Which like, He's like you, have- you don't understand. I have to get to the stranger's house and exercise. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, basically the story took on a life of its own, and that's when like a lot of this like. Then things that actually didn't happen in the house, like, got, you know, kind of blown out of proportion. Like, Mm -hmm. people were saying that blood was oozing from the house and there was a hole in the basement to hell. And, you know, a snowblower cleared the driveway by itself. Like, people saw, like, the the stupidest shit. I mean, that's, like, the most helpful poltergeist of all time. (laughs) Right. Seriously. And so people, like, obviously people ran with this. And so, and, but the family wasn't there. They had left, but these were people coming to the home when they weren't there. So finally, a sheriff in town was like, Jesus, F. So he contacted the family, and he met with them at the police station. And basically, Debbie and Alan just told them everything that was happening. And um, the police officer actually believed them and was like, all right, I believe you. These people, like all the other people, they're being ridiculous, but like I believe what you guys are actually saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, what, so what finally ended up happening was this police officer actually ended up sharing their story to some, some of the press, and he hoped in doing so by sharing their actual story and like, they hoped by sharing their actual story that these crazy stories about blood oozing oozing from the walls and the snowboard, he was hoping that it would actually calm the, the town down, but it didn't. It made mm-hmm. the town go even crazier. Well, yeah. And so, oh, shit. Right. So then what was happening was they, like, they were getting, calling, um, people were calling the police station and, like, threatening to burn the house down. Like, the people were flipping the fuck out. And um, following the threats of arson, the police officer eventually decided to release the address of the vacant house to ensure a neighboring home with a sleeping family didn't get set on fire. So Mm. people didn't know exactly which house it was, and they were threatening to burn down, like, several houses in the same area. And so the the 
cop was finally like motherfucker and released the exact address and was like here's the house this is vacant no one's there like don't set it on fire like everyone calm the fuck down um why don't they just try taking the bunk bed out of it have they did they try that did they think about that so from what i i actually read i read a different article on this too that was much shorter and basically what had happened was is they moved the bunk bed out and uh, like another family lives there now um obviously all the furniture was out and the family that's there now or was there after them reported none of those things so um it said sometime after the house was so they ultimately right after this was happening they ultimately sold the house and um unsolved mysteries went in to shoot on location with permission for the new owners and they filmed inside the house and they did actual reenactments and then after that then they got rid of everything and the family was like reported none of nothing crazy but i love that unsolved mysteries was like hang on wait a second before you do that we're gonna need to get in there (laughs) we're gonna need to get in here and we're gonna need to reenact some crazy shit and what was cool was God I, bless unsolved I know. mysteries. And speaking of blessing unsolved mysteries, they unsolved mysteries decided to feature Loki Loki local Milwaukee actors to portray the Talmans because gotta love unsolved mysteries. Look at them mysteries. just like boosting the job market for actors in Milwaukee, which I'm sure I mean there's just thousands of them there. Like everyone in Milwaukee moves there because they want to be a star. I know. I want to be a star. I'm going to move to Milwaukee. the city of dreams. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, then this just ends with, obviously, the the bunk beds were um, destroyed. They were disposed of. And the house still stands on Larrabee Street. And nothing has ever been reported there by any of the subsequent owners. God so damn. That is, so, I feel like these bunk beds were just very classic poltergeisty. Yeah, like let that be a lesson to you that if you move into a house with existing bunk beds, just get rid of them immediately. Get rid of them. Absolutely. (laughs) So anyway, there's that. Um, What have you been watching lately in quarantine? I feel like this, I need to like bring my watch list down to a small because it it would be 70 million things because that's all I've been doing. Um, let me grab my where I keep a list of everything I've been watching while in quarantine and it's it's hefty I should have done that I really should have done that I mean I keep a list of everything I've been watching anyway um just for funsies mostly because of this podcast because I'm always like what am I been watching and then I forget so I started this and it's been helpful because I used to do this only for books, but I don't really read books that much anymore. So it was like a really pathetic list of like five books for the year. And I'm like, that's not something that I need to be Sorry. excited about. But, you know, I'm spending my time listening to podcasts and yeah. watching a lot of shows. Uh, obviously, The Tiger King. I feel like we could do an entire episode on The Tiger King. I know. <laughs> I was actually thinking about doing a full episode on Tiger King because there's just too much to talk about. There is... But it is entirely too much to talk about. I there's a little bit of a divide here at the Google game because I'm team Carol. I know Ellie's pretty hardcore team Joe. Um, you know, listen, let me tell you something. Everyone on this show is a piece of shit, <laughs> except for except for the dude with long hair and sunglasses. He's the real VP MVP. Everyone except for that dude. And then also the guy who got his arm ripped off like he can stay. <laughs> 
<laughs> he can stay for sure. <laughs> but other he was than just that, like, yeah, I went back to work. Everyone calm the fuck down. Or maybe the girl that escaped from the tiger cult. And like you could see on camera during these interviews that she's realizing that she was in a cult and was a child bride. Like she didn't realize it until she was like, yeah, you know, they, they made me dye my hair blonde and get boob jobs. And then also didn't pay me for my work and made me get married to this guy. Like, I don't know. It was a pretty, pretty typical teenage experience. It was classic. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Tiger King was pretty wild. Apparently there's going to be a new episode next week is the word on really? Twitter. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a movie. Well, yeah. Or a, it's either going to be a movie or a series. And Kate Kate McKinnon is doing it. I'm pretty stoked for that because she's going to be a great Carol Baskin. And again, like oh I awesome. listened to that. So there was a podcast that came out uh I think like Four or five months ago. Have you listened to any of the Over My Dead Body podcasts from Wondery? The first one was about like this crazy uh, divorce story where like the husband gets murdered and like all these different people were involved. So like I think it's from Wondery, but the the second season was Over My Dead Body Joe Exotic. And it was, it went very in depth on this shit. And I think it painted a little bit of a better picture of Carol just because you got more context for her life. And it did seem, I mean, she might have killed her husband. It is very possible. And let me just be clear that I am Team Carol whether or not she killed her husband because she's still the best person out of everyone in, except for the two people that we mentioned. Yeah, that's <laughs> Long true. hair glasses, that dude. That is true. And arm pulled off, dude. Then it's Carol. Then it's everyone <laughs> the <dude> else. <laughs> the dude without his legs was pretty cool, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I also love that we discovered that you clued me into the fact that Doc Antle's son, Cody, is like TikTok famous. I can, you guys, you guys. <laughs> Like you he's guys. like a mini Tarzan just running around shirtless wearing like tiger print shorts and with his like long weird hair like billowing out behind him. Like why? Why? No one asked for it that. It was such a fucking wild experience to be like, hang on a second. I follow that person on TikTok. Oh, God, that's his dad. Oh, God, we were going to go there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Everything's falling apart. Ellie was literally going to go to Doc Antle's cult farm. Probably stay there. You probably would have ended up a wife. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. So let me preface this with saying I wasn't going to go to a place that abuses animals, but... I, I don't even go to zoos. Like, I have, a, I have a huge problem with zoos. I don't eat animals. It's just, okay, long story short, I follow this guy on TikTok. He promotes what's uh, what he says is a rehabilitation center and a sanctuary for injured cats. And he they, they basically say that they are going to rehabilitate these cats and then release them. And what you can do is you can come and you can see these cats. Um, it doesn't say anything about, he didn't say anything about, like, holding them, feeding them, these, like, cub, what do they call them in Tiger King? These, like, 
cub petting, stuff like that. And so we were like, well, Emily, Emily and I are actually supposed to be in North Carolina right now on vacation. But we were like, well, if we can save up enough money, we'll go to South Carolina and we'll go and visit the sanctuary. It'll be a really cool thing to do. But it's very expensive. So we were like, well, eh, the chances of us, it's like $500. That's insane. For two people or per person? It would, I think total for us, it would have been like five, fifty, six hundred bucks. a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. And so we were like, well, once we get our tax returns, we'll go and it'll be cool. Yeah. Because it, it was, it's promoted as this like very cool animal sanctuary where you can see big cats and, you know, see what they do to rehabilitate them and things like that. So I was like, and um, big cats are one of my favorite animals. Now I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to tell anyone big cats are some of my favorite animals. Like, Jesus <laughs> What does Christ. that say about you, Ellie? <laughs> what does that say about me that I like, I know I love panthers. Panthers are like my favorite animal other than like sharks. So I just like was like, oh my God, if I could see a panther, it'd be so cool. And I don't go to zoos. So I was like, this would be a really cool opportunity to see animals and not in a zoo. I'm like very quickly talking and trying to get it across that I would not go and visit this had I known what was happening. <laughs> So basically we were watching this documentary and we were like, wait a second. Was that where we were going to fucking maybe go? And like, and Emily and I were like, I'm what the fuck? And then we like started, we like paused it and we're like doing a bunch of research online and we were like, oh my God, it's not a sanctuary. It's a cult. So there's that. I, I'm really glad that you didn't spend $500 to go to that weird tiger sex cult. There was, (laughs) like, the fact that we even were, like, toying with the idea. It's like, yeah, fucking right, you nimrod. You're a teacher and you don't have that kind of money. Come on. (laughs) I mean, you thought it was for a good cause. I did. I did. I thought that I was like, well, the money's going to go to the animals and, like, to feed them, not Walmart meat, you know? Yeah. No. I mean, at least Doc Antle does spend $10,000 a year on each of his tigers, as opposed to That's three. True. He does. <laughs> I do. Th- he takes better care of his animals. Absolutely. He takes better care of his animals. Plus, his, like, weird Tarzan son is running around with them all the time. Like, how? What's the over-under on, like, when that kid is going to be dismembered on tiktok oh yeah like, when's Absolutely. that happening it's also like why like why do you why do you need to own a tiger like i don't understand why do you own a tiger you don't oh, you don't God. need to you absolutely don't and that's why i'm team carol because she gets it she like people are like oh well you know she used to own tigers i'm like yeah it's called personal growth she like realized it's what she was doing was wrong and decided to stop doing it like a, an adult I'm would team- do like when you realize I'm that you're wrong no about one. something and you then you dedicate your entire life to making up that wrong, I think you can kill your weird abusive yeah. husband who picked you up off the side of the road when you were 19 in the middle of the night. I think you I think that that's fine. I think that that's fine. And also, I just want to say that she might not have done it. <laughs> She that that's very true. I'm I'm team none of them except for the dude with no arm. Yeah, that's the only that's one. Fair. I'm team. That's fair. And the dude with the dude with long hair. <laughs> I also think just like my favorite thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. What it was the fucking quote from Joe Exotic where he's like, "I've had a lot of kinky sex. I'm not putting on a suit. I'm broke as shit." <laughs> I've done drugs when I was younger and also right now to make straight men want to marry me. Lots of meth. Tons of meth. 
I got my dad to watch Tiger King, and my dad was like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, my God. I should try to get my dad to watch Tiger King. <laughs> my dad texted me. He's like, we just finished Tiger King, and I don't know what I watched. I'm like, no, no one, no one's sure at this point. Um, Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyway, Tiger King, definitely something I've been watching and would watch again. But I recommend, I mean, for sure watch it. I like the documentary more than the podcast just because like it's such a visual story you have to see mm-hmm. the people you have to see what they're wearing you have to see the tigers you have to see, you just, like you just have to see them other otherwise like i didn't understand i like listening to the podcast i knew it was a batshit insane story but like it didn't resonate at all in the same way no. that being said it was really hard to see those cats, though. Yeah, it's that was very really difficult. And also the podcast goes more into detail about, like, some of the more fucked up shit that went on at Joe's place. And so oh, no, no, I, no. I will say it's it's a it's not as good as the documentary, but I think it's better, like, journalistically, because I think they lay out mm-hmm. a lot. Like, there's a lot more background on Carol. It's not just presented as, like, she for sure did this. And it's, there's also a lot more, I don't know. They like, they like misgender the dude who's got his arm ripped off because he's a trans man. And in the documentary, they refer to him at like, uh, by his dead name, which is like just rude and I don't know, unnecessary. Um, Yeah. I wonder why that's like an odd choice. It is. And I mean, I feel like it was unintentional. Like maybe they just didn't know or they didn't ask or they didn't. But it's also like you kind of have to ask. I don't know. Or do an edit. I feel like that's such an odd thing for like a Netflix special to do. Yeah. Nobody would want to take that on. No. No. And those the people that did the documentary, I don't think are like transphobic or anything. I think it was an oversight that just didn't get addressed. So those are should have gone back and done some editing people. (sighs) It's not that hard. I do it all the time with podcasts. And and our audio quality is so good that you know that we know what we're doing. (laughs) We have the best audio in the biz. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Tiger King. And listen to the podcast if you want more because it's great. And you can always use a little more Joe Exotic. Because um, it's great. I started watching, obviously, Westworld season three. I mean, I don't know if you're into that or not, but it's a good... I watched the first episode of the first season and said, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm. It's like a show Taylor made for me. It's like a weird sci-fi show that's like a mystery box and is like Taylor made to like dig into on reddit so that's like all that i have been doing it's a great distraction because i'll watch an episode and then spend literally an entire week on reddit like reading the theories and it's just very calming to me to think about a robot apocalypse as opposed to like i don't know the current one the current apocalypse that's happening yeah um what else oh i started watching this uh my dad actually got me onto it but it's like a show on amazon called tales from the loop and it's Hmm. like kind of like black mirror but because it's like an anthology show but it's all set in the same place and it has the same characters like in different episodes in this Mm -hmm. and it's not like crushingly depressing or um I don't know. It's like the way that Black Mirror is like really holds a mirror to society. Like it's it's less it's 
it doesn't make you feel really shitty after you watch it. It's kind of like like icky. Yeah, it's it's Black Mirror always makes me feel a little icky. Yeah, it's definitely a drama, but it's like and it's a sci-fi drama, but it's cool. I, I don't know. I like it. It's like about mm. this town in Ohio that has this lab underground that's nobody knows what it does and it's just different stories from everybody that's been affected by the lab kind of. Mm. Yeah, and like weird supernatural shit happens. It's cool. Uh, yeah. What have you been watching? We, so for whatever reason, we just decided to start watching every Marvel movie ever. So we've watched all of the Avengers, all of Iron Man, Captain America. We watched Captain Marvel, Black Panther. We just watched the whole Marvel universe. Um, we just rented Birds of Prey, um, the new Harley Quinn movie. That was okay. Um, we just watched Disney's Onward. Ooh. What's that? Which was, it was, it's Disney's newest movie. It's in theaters right now, but they did, it's on, but Disney Plus released it. Theaters? What are those? I know. So Disney Plus took it and it's on Disney Plus and we have Disney Plus. So we watched that. Um, We've been watching, we watched like a couple really bad horror films that like, I don't even, they're not even worth mentioning. I was like, that's horrible. Um, And... I think that's about it. We've been listening to like just our regular run-of-the-mill true crime podcast Mm -hmm. just to kind of when we do our daily hour of sitting outside (laughs) in the backyard, (laughs) which we can't even really take Sadie on a walk anymore because there's so many people on our block. Go stay inside. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. It's so well. Like, I was just telling Caroline this today. I'm like, I have lived in this apartment on this quiet street for over five years now and no one comes down it's always like kind of interesting when a car comes down it because everyone on both sides of our street for the most part have garages in the alley right so like we don't like my neighbors i usually see them in our we have like a two-lane alley so like you can pass another car in our in our alley so like that's where we see people we never see people i live on a very sleepy quiet block in chicago and i'm telling you Every two seconds, there is another couple walking by (laughs) since this quarantine has started. And I'm like, I know for a fucking fact you nightmares do not live on my street. And it is absolutely insane. Like, what what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? You weren't on my block when we were not on a lockdown. What are you doing now? I mean... Get out of my face. I get it. Like, I understand the desire to go outside. Like, I, too, feel that desire. And I don't even have, like... I have a backyard, but it has no grass in it. It's just, like, concrete and, like, a patio. Like, I'll sit out Mm -hmm. there. It's nice to get some sun. But, like... And I love walking, so it sucks that I can't walk. And I have a dog, and it sucks for her that I can't walk her long distances. But also, like, I can't walk her long distances. Like, I can't. I I have to come to terms with that. It's been very difficult. It hasn't been fun. I don't know. I just, I feel like everyone's been saying how well Chicago and Illinois and all all the Great Lakes states have been doing. And if that's true, like everybody else must be sucking so fucking hard. I know because everyone is outside and I'm like, what are you guys, like tomorrow's going to be 70 and I'm like, we're just going to set up some tiki torches in the backyard and just crack open some brews, you know? Yeah. Just live your best life. I mean, like, Jason and I were at Walmart, like, this has to be, like, three weeks ago now. Like, so, like, right before the stay-at-home order was put in place. 
And mm-hmm. there was, you know, it was very extremely busy because everyone knew it was coming. And the guy in front of us was bagging his own groceries and was licking his finger to open up each one of the bags. And we both were like, <laughs> we like looked at each other. We're like, absolutely not. You're like, it was like this moment of horror. It was like seeing a zombie in real life. <laughs> you were like, we have to go home now. Yeah, so that was gross. Didn't get COVID from that, though, so that's good. Um, it's been that's three weeks, good. so no symptoms so far, but... I think we're in the clear. You know, we just got Slowly. groceries today, so... <laughs> Fingers crossed! 14 days, count 14 days. Oh, God. Well, well, anyway, everyone, you guys, you guys stay positive. Do what you need to do to keep your mental health in a good place. Do what you need to do to keep your physical health in a good place stop walking on blocks that aren't yours yeah just walk on your own block yeah. sit in your backyard sit on your front steps and or just stay inside your house i'm sorry i'm gonna sit on my front steps and just scream at people with a cane and tell them to get off my stoop just i should order you a megaphone so that you can just do it from inside your house <laughs> just crack the window a little get bit and be like hey don't recognize stoop. you get out of here Oh my gosh! Well, well. Anyway, stay, we're stay safe, stay healthy, humans. We're gonna try to record a little bit more, but you know, no promises. All our mental health is uh, extremely bad right now. I don't think anyone is doing very well. So, <laughs> no, I had a I had a panic attack just two days ago. Yeah, so I mean, you're not you're not alone. It's it it, it comes about every three days for me. It's like a fun little yeah every. Wave. <laughs> like you're doing good you're just having like a cocktail you're good the next day is good and then day three you're like everything is falling apart the worst is when you go to sleep really really anxious and be like i'll feel better in the morning and then you wake up in the morning and it's worse <laughs> <laughs> and you open up cnn and you're like oh my god you're like oh cool so like nine things happened last night that now make me even more anxious than i was when i like drank an entire bottle of wine to get myself to fall asleep last night cool 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 <laughs> well we can all set a rule that don't check you don't have to check the news every day and I, if there's something that's extremely important it'll pop up on your phone without your permission yeah or someone will call you about it or you know like right. you're not gonna text miss you. major fucked up news no you're not gonna miss it so just take a break let yourself relax a little bit when it's impossible to relax and try to just unplug a little bit and listen to our podcast. Yeah. And here it is for you. Um, yeah. So follow us on Twitter at GoolGangPod666 and on Instagram at GoolGangPodcast. You can follow me on Twitter at CoralineXMaria and on Instagram at CoralineMaria. I need to double check twitter again because maybe that bitch is off the Coraline maria because like she has no business being on it she doesn't even use it and she doesn't even go here follow grace at grace's gold on both platforms and then ellie i can't just say yours (laughs) it's ellie mccabe but it's uh ellie e mccabe ellie e mccabe 
And yeah, creep it, creep it real. Stay alive. Wash your hands. Um, don't We're in- allow your child to become emotionally attached to a haunted doll or a haunted bunk bed. Listen, we're not trying to tell you how to raise your kids, but we. <laughs> but there are some mistakes that you for sure should avoid. Yeah, like there are some things that you could do to just be best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, creep it real guys. Uh Tell all the hunters to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs to <laughs> Okay, we need that. Let them run the Should we bring in the should we bring in the ghost lineup again or Up next we have Robert the Doll. He's very codependent and obsessed with a bedroom with a view. Don't get married to his owner. You'll always be second fiddle. Up next is the crying painting. Set fire to over six houses. <laughs> Don't want to get too close unless you want things to get hot, hot, hot. 